I think there's so many ways you can build design culture and build knowledge wealth in the team without spending money on events or conferences. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. I'm Femke. And I'm Charlie. And today's episode topic comes by way of a listener who wrote in to us with a little bit of a dilemma. They were asking us about how to get buy-in for activities to like build team culture, like design team culture within a company, or like perhaps to further design education and like foster an environment of learning amongst the team. Um, they're having some issues getting buy-in with that from the leadership of their company. And I'll just read out a little bit about what they said. Um, they said, the leaders of our team seem either unable, unwilling, or uninterested in signing us up for design talks, conferences, networking events. And when something does come up, they want to skimp on cost and send just one of us at a time and then have that person uh, report back their findings to the wider company. Um, They say, I'm trying to strengthen our design culture and create an environment where we can have open-minded conversations about design, but I keep hitting these same blockers. Surely it's normal practice to want your designers to learn new things together as a group without the pressure of having to report it back. How do I demonstrate the value of these group learning and experience opportunities to my higher-ups without coming across as greedy? There's a lot we can dig into here, so I'm looking forward to today's uh, conversation about this. But first, though, Femme, how's life going? Life, side projects, design, what you got? Yeah, life is going pretty good. I don't know if I mentioned in our last episode, but I recently brought on another freelancer to help with my side projects. I don't think you did because I don't think I knew that. And so finding out alongside the listeners right here. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Yes, I was really struggling writing my email newsletter on time. (laughs) I found that like I was like cobbling it together like hours before it had to go out. And I just felt like, I wasn't giving it the time and attention that it really deserved. And I, I I know that it can be better. And if like, I could really invest more time into it, I could make it better than what it is. And it's just something I was struggling to prioritize. So I think about a month or so I reached out on Twitter saying like, Hey, is there anyone out there who's a designer? Who's also like, you know, interested or has skills in like content writing and sort of content marketing. And uh, yeah, this wonderful woman, Nicole, reached out and we had a call. And uh, yeah, last week I sent out a newsletter issue and that was the first one that I had her help with. And it was amazing. Like it was really, really great, both for me and for her. It went really, really well. Um, And so, yeah, I'm I'm relieved and really excited to have this like additional help. I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome. What sort of help is she giving you? on the newsletter, like sourcing the content for it? A little bit of both. So uh, like sometimes, uh, well, you know, there's always things that I want to include in the newsletter. So uh, I like tell her like, here's the different sections I want. Here's the links I want to promote or whatever, or the links I want to share. And I always, those of you who are subscribed to my newsletter, you know that I always open it up with like, I wouldn't call it a blog post. It's like this mini kind of like intro section where I talk about something that I don't really share elsewhere. And so for that, I like kind of write out rough bullet points, a little rough structure, and she kind of turns it into a more well-written, like formulated introduction, which is really, really helpful for me. Uh, And it's really cool because she's also suggesting like additional things to put in the newsletter. Like last week, she was like, oh, I saw this really, you know, awesome tweet of someone who was sharing about 
how your job board helped them get a job like let's include that in the newsletter and I was like cool things like that I like wouldn't have thought of myself right and so it's cool to also see her contributing to like what we should include and how we should celebrate different things so yeah I I'm really excited it's it's really nice to have someone to to work with when doing the newsletter that's awesome oh man okay I'm feeling kind of jealous and like maybe that's a freelancer that I need to add on also um I also feel like my VA Chloe could be quite good at doing Mm. that too though like if I just sort of like changed up the way we're working together yeah yeah interesting interesting yeah and I I also because I told her I was like look I can give you the tasks and like tell you what to do but I also really welcome like if you have ideas and like you know, if you want to more proactively come up with a strategy for the newsletter or like, hey, here's something that, you know, I think we should include and it ties in nicely to this. Like, I welcome that. And I'm starting to like kind of, you know, shift all of my freelancers a little bit more to that mindset so that like it's less of me like literally delegating everything and them also coming up with ideas and and contributions for like, yeah, how, how I can do this whole side project thing. So yeah, it's kind of exciting. It's fun. It almost feels like I'm building a little team in a way. I was just going to say, that sounds like <laughs> you're like managing a team. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been really nice. So yeah, I've been really, really excited about that. That's been going really well. And it also makes me excited for the future of the newsletter too and, and what it might become. Yeah. How about you? I have also recently, like I'm starting to add on a new freelancer, a new video editor. Um, I've been struggling to yeah find find another editor who has strong design sensibilities as well as the video editing to like add in um, you know graphics on screen and things like that. I don't want to have to always do those myself and to like provide to a video editor. Um, so yeah, we're, I'm gonna see how it goes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the first one. They're gonna work on editing my income report video, which. By the time this episode comes out, I think the income report will be launching the same week. Oh, so, exciting. Yeah, maybe the week after. But yeah, it'll be coming soon and they're going to help with that because they're like have the design knowledge to work with the charts and the graphs and things yeah. like that, which will be good. That's hard, right? Like finding an editor also with a design sense or like that, yeah. that is in yeah. kind of the design community almost is like it's the same like when when I wanted someone to help me with content in the newsletter I was like mm-hmm. okay but it's important for me that this person is like also has design skills like maybe they were a designer yep. design or their knowledge yeah or like they're already you know following me they're in my in my audience already so they know my you know my brand and I don't have to explain all of that um that yeah that's important to me it sounds like it's important to you too but it makes it hard to find the right people <laughs> yep yep it does it really does we're very picky as designers when it yeah. comes to you know the design sensibilities of things um but yeah hopefully it'll turn out well I love that we're both like you know expanding our little yeah teams of these businesses we run on the side it's yeah. so fun that we've literally started them from nothing um I like know. this podcast was the start of it, them really uh and growing them up over the years so cool i'm proud of us but let's get into our listeners question i'm proud of us too um okay what is your overall take let's start there on what this person is asking or like talking about um you know their situation where they can't attend design events they really want to build design culture and like group learning but they're like getting blocked um and they're not sure how to go about it what's your take my take is that I agree that this is important and my like something that I value as a designer too when joining a team or a company like I prefer to join a team that 
values like knowledge building and giving you know whether it's giving back to the community or being engaged in the design community and like learning and up leveling I think that's important and I I value when a company also thinks that that's important and is willing to invest a little bit in their employees you know to do that kind of stuff that said like I do feel like there is it, it comes with guidelines I think right um and so I know one of the things this listener was asking or, or mentioning was that um, they felt like they were sort of always asked to report back their findings to the wider company or the wider team. Like, is that normal? Uh, in my experience, yeah, I've also been asked to do that. And I have done that. So whenever I do attend a conference or something like that or a workshop that is funded by my company, I come back and I share the learnings with the team. I've, I've definitely done that before. And I think that's a nice way to give back to your team too and kind of share the learnings and share the knowledge. Um, so yeah, generally, I think that it's it's nice to have this. And I think it's, it's a good sign that the company is willing to invest in their employees and help you kind of level up and upskill. But I do think it comes with guidelines, like whether it's like a education budget that you get every year or some sort of like thing you can put towards professional development just to kind of level the playing field and make it fair for everybody. I do think that that is a little important to have some guidelines around it. I definitely agree that having this is hugely beneficial um, as a designer. And I love that this person is thinking about this and like trying to stand up for it and advocate it for it within their company. Um, But I agree with you that if the parameters are like, yeah, you can go to this event, but you've got to share your learnings and report back on what you learned I'm like fair enough the company's spending (laughs) it if that's what the company wants to put on it then that's fine but there's also a part of me that feels like because they're only wanting to send one designer I'm like you don't doesn't sound like they quite get why it's valuable to go to these events like um yeah the talks are one thing when you go to a conference or a meetup or something like that but it's actually the conversations that you have in between the talks either with your coworkers about the talk that just happened and like what it made you think of ways you can apply it to your work or to the new people that you meet at the conference and learning from the way they do their work that's the value that um is hard to like just share with the team if only one person is gone um where I think that having multiple or the whole team go together can be a great experience. But um, I do think that this person shouldn't feel resistance to the general idea of reporting back. I also think that there's ways to build design culture and like an attitude towards learning without events. It's not that they, if we can't, if work's not going to pay for us to go to these conferences, yep. then that's it. We can't have a design culture. We can't go to events. <laughs> yeah. uh, we can't, we can't learn. I mean, there's plenty other ways you can do that. Like you could all take the same course at the same time. You can like have little like design lunches or something where you talk about the interesting things that are happening in the design world. I don't know. There's just plenty of ways to foster design culture that aren't going to events. Um, and so I wonder if that's something they could suggest as well. Yeah, 100%. Fem, you mentioned an education budget as well and how that's something that you look for in a job. And like, I agree, I don't think I would pick another job that didn't offer some sort of budget for learning. Um, ConvertKit used to be they paid for you to attend one conference per year. Mm, But when COVID hit, it just transformed into a general education budget that could be spent on books, on online courses, as well as a conference if you wanted. But I ran a poll in um, a recent newsletter of mine about this and I haven't tallied up the results fully but basically I was asking people do you have a budget to spend on education 
do can you spend on education on the company but like there's no particular budget with it or do you just not have a budget for education and the winning result that most people voted for was that they don't have an education budget Mm, i'm surprised actually yeah i was too i was very surprised um and i'd sort of like framed the whole newsletter around like here's some things you can spend your education budget on so i'm like (laughs) probs should have done that research before i read the newsletter but all right (laughs) i'm really surprised yeah um i i kind of just assumed that this was like a expected benefit in the tech industry maybe but well in the tech industry, I would say yes, but also this person has said that our, our listener said they're a part of a design agency. Right. So, so quite a different, different kind world. of environment then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sounds like because they're in that environment, there is also, I mean, I haven't worked in an agency, but my sense is that a lot of like your your time is essentially yes, extremely time valuable. Is the money. Right. So like yeah. when you're not spending time on client work, that's time that the company is not like it's it's harder i guess for them to see that the return on investment if you're doing something that's not like billable client time i suppose yeah and so i i sense that that's a bit of a struggle as well in this for this listener is that they're in that design agency environment sounds like education budgets are not common you're billed for your time so it it is a bit of a a bit more of a lift to maybe get the buy-in or really convince leadership or whoever uh to you know, to, to invest in the, in the education and the professional development of their employees. Um, that, that is a struggle. That is a challenge. I have not been in myself, but I can see how that would be really difficult to push through. I remember the first ever job I worked in was not in the tech industry as such. Um, it dealt with like technological goods, but it was like hardware, you know, we're talking fridges. (laughs) Cool. Um, and it was hard there to get buy-in to go to a conference. I remember mm. that being like a real win for me when I convinced my manager that um, I should get to go to attend this design conference and that it would be really valuable. And um, I do remember, I think at least, reporting back on, okay, here's the things I learned and like the ideas it gave me for how I can apply it to my work here. Yep. Um, or like this really inspiring thing, like, you know, piece of design that this person presented. Uh, now I want to try my own version of it um, just to like show them that I was taking it seriously and that it was worth the investment that they made in me. Um, so hopefully, you know, I, I left there after a year and a half that I made it a little bit easier <laughs> for anyone coming after me. Um, How did you get the buy-in but- for that? Do you remember? Oh, this, fam, this was like over a decade ago. Uh. So yeah, we're talking a long time um, and I do not remember. I know, I remember feeling nervous to ask though. That's like, you know, like a sense memory I have. Yeah. Um, just because it wasn't really a done thing. And I was asking to go to a conference in a different city as well. Um, I think maybe I would have highlighted who was speaking at the conference because there was some speakers I was really excited about. And, and saying like, look, they are the, like the leaders in this thing. I really want to go learn from them directly. Mm-hmm. Maybe it helped that back then there wasn't a whole lot of people sharing design knowledge on YouTube like we are doing For free, now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there wasn't a lot of that free access to like hearing people speak about design. There's books and things, but yeah, hearing people speak about design was less common. I feel like if I was in this listener's shoes, I might actually invest the time in 
maybe attending a meetup or a conference or something that happens in an evening or a weekend that's not on work time, like gather the team and say, hey, do you all want to go to this thing together? Um, and then report back on it as if the company had paid and show how valuable it was. Talk about the conversations you had as a team, the new ideas that sparked from it. Um, and like the people you met, the things you learned so that then maybe you have that as ammunition the next time there's an event coming up that you want the the company to pay to send you on. Yeah, yeah. I also want to jump back and talk about like non-event related or like yes, non-financial, like, yeah, things that you don't necessarily have to pay money for. Because uh, I agree. I think there's so many ways you can build design culture and build knowledge wealth in the team without spending money on events or conferences. Uh, a few things I've done in the past, uh, book club, maybe you can start with like once Love a month it. we meet for like 30 minutes to talk about a book that we all read in the last, like, you know, you choose a book together as a group and you go and read it and you come back and you discuss. We can do it on our lunch break. So we're not even like, you can do it on a lunch break. Exactly. Love that. And you know, of course that could be a design related book or something. Um, You know, you, you probably won't get budget, I guess at this point to buy the book, but books are generally, you know, less than 20 bucks. Like maybe that's something that the team is okay spending their money on. Uh, it could also be like in the past for, for book clubs I've been in, it's not always a book. Sometimes it's like a documentary or like a YouTube video or Mm. like, you know, some form of media of like, or a blog post, like this really interesting thing on the internet or something like, you know, go and read or watch that. And then we'll come back and discuss as a group. That's, that's obviously free. So it could be that as well. Something else I've done is, uh, we used to have, when I was on the Uber team in Amsterdam, once a month, we had a museum afternoon and like we would go together to a museum for the afternoon and uh in Amsterdam everyone had uh, basically this like museum card where you could visit all the museums for free so uh that wasn't the cost wasn't really an issue but something like that could be fun too maybe an outing once a month where you go and do something together that's kind of inspiring or like different different environment and gives you something to share and and talk about I think that's also fun the other thing I've done is organize our own events so like uh I I used to run design nights uh, for Uber in Amsterdam. We totally ran them ourselves. We got speakers in. We got, you know, people in. We put it on Meetup so people got free tickets and came to attend. And we had our own event, which was really cool. Uh, There's usually a little bit of budget required with that. But I think you can make it as, like, cheap or as expensive as you want. Um, So if your company has the space in the office, like, use that, obviously. Uh, So I think that's also another really cool way you can create culture on the team. One other thing we used to do was like send out a team newsletter where like every month we would introduce new team members. We would share a little bit, you know, about them. We would talk about the projects we're working on. Everyone could share a resource that they wanted to share that month. So people would share like books or movies or whatever uh, free. Send it out around the company, build culture on the team, let everyone know what you do. So those are a few things I've done in the past that I think definitely contribute to team culture that you know, can be inexpensive and don't necessarily require you going to an event or like going out somewhere on company time. So just wanted to share those as some inspiration for our listener. That was like fire emoji level of ideas (laughs) you just shared there, Femme. Like I hope people were taking notes, honestly, during that. That was all so much stuff that you can do, like you said, mostly for free to start this process of building culture, of having like discussion about design learning progressing your knowledge together and that 
perhaps doing that could show leadership the impact that that can have on the team, right? Totally, um, yeah. And also, it, like, you know, the team can test the waters too because, quite frankly, there are companies or, like, people who go to conferences and they're not there to get value or learn or progress. They're just there to party or, like, to have a good time. <laughs> uh, that's fine. That happens. And, like, if the company is going to pay for it, why not? So, obviously, your company wants to make sure that's not what you're going to do. And mm -hmm, so, if anyone mm -hmm. on the team, like, you know, maybe if you're the, you're the one who's most interested in this whole culture and, like, progressing learning thing, um, you'll, like, weed out the people who could uh, ruin it for you if they were to go to a conference. Yeah. They're not going to take a part in a book club or, like, the documentary club, the museum trip or whatever. Perhaps um, a conference wouldn't benefit them either. Yeah, yeah. And I, I get the sense that uh, kind of what I already mentioned before, that this listener is also struggling with getting the buy-in to put aside the time for this kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, I wonder if just starting with, like, one hour a month, like, can we just get, can we just have one hour a month for the team to come together, you know, and, like, yeah. pick a time of the month and a day of the week where you generally don't have deadlines or, like, you know, maybe it's when you're usually transitioning into new a new project or, um, you know, like, be flexible and accommodating and, and show that you're willing to work within you know, at a time or whatever that doesn't impact the the day-to-day -day work or like minimizes the time away from work for the team. Uh, I think that it sounds like that's going to be maybe an important part of this conversation as well for this person. Uh, and so, yeah, just starting with once a month perhaps. And then if that goes well, you can build it on from there if you, if you feel like you need or want more time. And I think that like, it's really encouraging that this person has written into us because this is absolutely something worth fighting for. You know, it's worth pushing for, it's worth advocating for this because I don't know about you, Femme, but I've just, I've definitely experienced in my career how much more inspired I feel by my work, how much better my work is when there is a healthy culture of design on the team and when I can like discuss inspiration with my peers or like, you know, discuss things they're learning and we can all sort of encourage and push each other forward rather than everyone being in their own little silo focusing on their own little thing yeah and not really interacting about anything other than the project um it's it just makes for such a good productive and beneficial team environment and so i i want to encourage this person mostly to keep pushing for it totally um do you have any advice for him for how they can convince their higher ups that <laughs> yeah. that is the impact of this stuff because we've obviously lived it and felt it and so we just instinctively know like if my team came to me and were like hey we want to go to this conference together with our education budget I'm like fucking great great idea let's do it <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It's, it's so easy uh yeah. <sighs> yeah I mean I guess like maybe highlighting the benefits and the value of it um and and like tactically too like not just like i'm gonna learn about this thing but like i'll give a presentation back to the team on like what i learned well like how you'll apply it to the projects that are coming up right like can you get a little bit more tactical around like how how what, what the exact benefits are and like how mm -hmm. you might apply them uh and yeah i i do think that reporting it back to your team is is a big win like because then you're like sharing the knowledge um and so i think that's that's an easy one uh and maybe just like to show that you've considered the downsides quote unquote just just be mm. open about that too like look i understand this is going to take time away from our projects or that like you know this it might be 
you know, expensive or, or is going to need some financial budget or whatever, just at least showing that you're considering that and like weighing it with the pros that that is going to bring. Um, and just kind of showing that you've thought through the time commitment and the effect it'll have on the team. And, you know, maybe you've thought about, like I mentioned earlier, you know, once a month on Tuesdays or something where we don't have project deadlines, like really showing that you're thinking it through, being really flexible. Um, I think that would also really help and show you've really considered all of the, you know, the impact that this could have on the team, both positive and negative. Yeah, that's a great piece of advice. And also maybe not overselling the benefits as well. Because then you could, uh, maybe you get buy-in for one event, but then um, not be allowed anymore when, when they don't see a mm. huge impact straight mm-hmm. away. Because mm-hmm. like one design event is probably not going to completely overhaul your skill set and right. change your approach to your work. It's more like, you know, little things build on top of each other and it's, it's, it's healthy to just keep learning over time. Yeah. Um, this person also said in a part I didn't read out because it was quite a long message that the only tickets they've managed to get lately have been for extremely cheap online events which have limited value and i found this line quite interesting because i'm like okay online doesn't have to mean limited value first off um and there's also like plenty of online design events that are almost free like free or close to free yeah that are very valuable yeah um the webflow conference being an example right. i believe that's free to attend online and full of super valuable talks same with config figma's conference an online event like this that they have allowed you to attend are you reporting back like are you showing them the value you did get from it or are you stuck in sort of like a, a bit of a negative mindset around it yourself because it's not the event that you wanted to be mm-hmm. at you know mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. is that holding you back from getting value from these online events um which is then in turn going to hold your higher ups back from paying for the in person ones because they're not seeing the impact the online ones are having. I don't know, maybe just a little challenge there. And I obviously don't know this person's situation at all. I'm just going from this message, but I wanted to share it. Yeah, I think that that's fair. Uh, Honestly, most of the conferences and events I attend online these days are free. (laughs) Like a lot of them have moved like to a free model. I feel like, especially in the last couple of years, Uh, like I attended Config in person in 2020. It was in February, so just before the pandemic. Uh, and, you know, bought, I can't even remember the price of the ticket, but several hundred dollars. Uh, now I get to attend it for free online, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't feel like it's any less valuable necessarily. Um, so I think there's still a lot of value that you can get out of attending these online and free events. Um, and yeah, I agree, Charlie, that just because something is, is cheap or free doesn't necessarily mean it's less valuable than a higher priced item. Yeah. And I also like, I guess one last piece of encouragement for this person. I don't know how far like into their career they are or anything like that, but I know that earlier in my career, I felt like if I wasn't thinking about conferences or attending conferences, then I wasn't a professional. It felt like what I had mm. to be doing mm. as a designer to be a professional is like, what well, you got to go to a conference. Like if you're not going to a conference, <laughs> then what are you doing? Are you even a designer? Are you even real? Um, and I don't know if that's the case here again, making assumptions based on personal experience. But I think we've shared lots of advice in this episode for ways that you can foster learning and team culture without conferences. So I would also just encourage them not to um, think of conferences as the be all and end all possibilities for these goals you're trying to achieve for your team which are fantastic goals uh, that you should keep pursuing yeah 
I think for me, a last also anecdote is that if you've tried everything we've talked about in this episode and you're still not getting that that buy-in or that support, maybe maybe there's an opportunity for you to try on your own outside of work, like join a Slack mm. community or you know, uh, attend conferences in the weekends or like, you know, watch the replay in the weekends or something like that, or after hours, if you can, uh, or find some online book club, like outside of work. Uh, I'm sure that these spaces and that these communities exist. And I like commend you for wanting to build this on your team in terms of team culture. But if that just isn't a possibility, I wouldn't let that hold you back from your own personal and professional development. So how can you like continue doing these things perhaps outside of work so you can continue upskilling on your own? And perhaps then then go land a job that does give an education. Yeah, ex- exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I just wanted to put put that out there as like a fallback mm. option. If if you've tried all the things and you're really not getting anywhere, um, yeah, see see if it's possible to do on your own outside of work. I love that advice, Fem, because yeah, that's like, don't give up. You know that right. education and furthering your learning is important to you. And so if you can't get it at work, then you can find it on the side. Um, you're not going to get, all of the career growth that you need to to like progress from your job itself there's always going to be an element to things you're going to have to do on the side um, as a designer throughout your career like there's still plenty of stuff that i do on the side of my design career to further my growth within my job Um, it's just like an investment i make in myself right exactly Uh, sure it benefits the company but it benefits me too and it benefits (laughs) my growth Um, so yeah don't give up great great last words of advice I don't know if we want this listener to email us back if if they get any success with this. Like, I would love to be able to do like a follow up on honestly any of the things that we have talked about in past episodes Um, because we tend to keep things anonymous, you know, when we read them out, Mm -hmm. it's it's hard Mm -hmm. to follow up sometimes with uh, with listeners. But yeah, if this listener wants to let us know how things go, how things progress over the coming months, then we'd love to hear about it. Yeah, yeah. Please email in, let us know. We're at hello at designlife.fm. And if you have a question like this and you want to email in, you can do so. Just send us an email and we'll keep you anonymous. Yes. Or we can say your name if you really want us to. Like yeah. we're open to doing that too. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> cool, You can cool. find more episodes of the show at designlife.fm or just you know open up your podcast player where you're listening to this one perhaps <laughs> yeah be more there <laughs> totally yeah and uh find the rest of our episodes and more about the show at designlife.fm thanks for listening everybody and see you next week fam all right bye-bye, bye-bye.